what up back again with the second episode of this week as i mentioned on monday that if whenever i miss a week i'll give y'all two episodes for the following week and as a man of his word here i am i am outside i am walking um you know so bear with me it's not as windy as it was on the podcast i did before it's actually a lot nicer compared to (laughs) that episode or the recording of that episode which was sometime last week uh but i just wanted to record as much as i can now and then of course when i get out of work um i'll get y'all the rest and have this uploaded by the end of the day friday so um remember a couple weeks ago i did uh, one of the topics i talked about was this mother who was explaining how she is raising her son to be a transgendered girl right now this this kid is a baby and pretty much what i said you can go back if you want to hear my thoughts in its entirety um but pretty much what i said was the mother had no right in doing that because one this is what like a three-month-old baby and simply because she wanted to look woke and all that she decided to raise her child or she decided to say my child is going to be transgender not getting any consent any notice from this child at all because it's three months and I can't vocally say hey mom I don't feel like I was born in the right body or I feel like I should live the life like this right they didn't say that child didn't say that And because of that, I had an issue with her, quote unquote, showing love to uh, her transgender child. Again, you want to hear that those thoughts and it's in, you know, full thoughts and my full breakdown about that. Um, Do listen to the episode. I believe it was like two weeks ago or so. Right. But in that in that uh, topic, I mentioned how I feel like a lot of people's response would be, well, it's just one video, Ernest. You're making it a big deal. You're making it a big deal. It's just one video um, of this woman doing this. So that would be reason enough as to why, to them at least, as to why this should be ignored. Well, oddly, a week after I uploaded that episode, I see another video of another white parent raising, now his child, it's a father this time, but his child is much older than the baby, than the three-month-old baby. Uh, This is an actual child. Uh, Well, the child is like an adolescent now, but when the child was, before the child was an adolescent, This father was raising the child to be transgendered as well. And now the kid 
is only claiming to be transgender, not because that's how they truly feel. It's because that's all they freaking know. They were raised to believe that they were a transgender. And therefore, you have a child saying, yeah, this is who I am. And again, that's a problematic situation. Because this wasn't the child coming to the father or the parent and saying, this is the life that I want to live or I feel this way, it was I was raised in this lifestyle and therefore this is who I am. Or if every child wants the love of their parent, wants the love and protection of an adult in general, right? They are going to do things and say things for the approval, especially if it's a parent. Do not be surprised if that kid in the future, if we see that kid, if Dateline is still around, right? If we see that kid on Dateline or elsewhere saying, yeah, I I ended up transitioning as a baby because my father wanted me to be a transgendered girl. But I don't really feel this way. And I did it because he's my father and I love him and I want his approval and I want his love. That is not how you go about accepting your transgender child by forcing them to, by by making a decision for them before they can even speak. And then acting like, well, they said they like it. It's like, it's like them piano kids or whatever kids, right? They were, their parents put them in a program, right? And I grew up with um, a lot of the kids in the Asian community felt this way about their, their upbringing. They would be into, well, they would be in like, they'd play piano, well, yeah, piano, violin, flute, some, some type of instrument, right? But if they were to, uh, if you were to have a one-on-one conversation with them privately, or at least they did so with me because everybody opens up to me, they would be like, yo, I hate this. Ernest, I hate this. I don't want to live this life. But my parents forced me into this. I say I like it because of them. And it's obviously they want it. They don't want to disappoint their parents. They don't want to be a disappointment. They want the approval of their parents. This is literally in the same vein. Where this kid, I am... I'm no future teller, no future Nostradamus, whoever is the person that looks inside crystal balls and tells the future, right? I'm not, I'm not him or her or them, but I do see a pattern. I do see something going on where I feel like this child and any other child that was forced into identifying as transgendered by a parent because these parents are wacko. I do see a pattern of them coming out in the future when they're older and saying, you know what, Ernest, or you know what, world? This is not the life I truly want to live. And I only did it because I did not want to disappoint my parents. 
All right, so I'm home now, and I'm gonna record this other part. Um, if you if there is a pause at this moment, it's because I'm waiting on my pizza order and stuff. So that, that hey, that's my that's my uh dinner every Friday and stuff. I reward myself with pizza and all that. But anyways, back to what I was saying before in the previous clip. I do see an unfortunate pattern that's going to happen with a bunch of these, these kids that were, um, I forgot this person's name, actually, this is, you know, there's actually someone who has some notoriety, some, I guess they're not trans anymore, but uh, they detransitioned, but they started transitioning at 13 years old. Um, I believe they've had, uh, multiple surgeries to to change their genitalia as well um and they talk about the the health the health issues that they currently go through um not just you know physical health issues but mentally as well now i am not and in any way, shape, or form trying to say that everybody who is is transgendered is mentally ill or they're physically ill. This is clearly, and I got to say this is clearly because idiots out there or just people who want to deflect from the actual argument at hand. Argument is against the parents who do this. And it's also for the folks who said it's just one video. Well, this is video number two that I'm referencing. And in fact, every time I see a video, I'm going to talk about it here on the podcast just to prove to y'all that this whole idea that it's just one video it's just one person it's just it's just you know someone can come out well it's just two videos it's just two people who do this i don't care if the vast majority of 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 grown adults who are parents of transgendered people did not groom their child at at birth it's still an issue that needs to be discussed. And again, I fear for these children's futures, whether the child is is a baby at three months old or is the child is actual child at nine years old or 13 years old. I still fear for the future of this young individual, this youth, because they may come to a realization like everybody comes to the realization that the life that they want to live that how they are going how they identify themselves they may come to a realization and at some point in saying i never really wanted this and now i've made permanent well i don't think they're permanent but they're pretty big decisions to do i've made pretty big decisions regarding my sex change Because I had parents or a parent who shouldn't have been a parent, who shouldn't have been in my life. If I'm going to be honest, this is me speaking, not on a perspective of trans teen or child. And my, these people, not only should they not be parent, uh, parents, but they should be, they should be in prison. And as I mentioned last week, this is definitely a form of fetishization of the transgender community. 
that isn't talked about. Maybe because again, the most of the of what we see, most of the fetishization that we see happening to trans people are people who want to use them for sexual matter or you know whatever fetishes they get from that. You know, but this is still a form of that, and this should not be ignored. And I don't care if I'm just one podcast or just one person. It was just one video last week, and now this week it's another video. So it's now it's just two videos. I'm going to speak up against this. This is not cool. Again, if that baby, 13 years from now, 18 years from now, the baby I was referencing in uh, the first video, came out and said, listen, mom, this is the life I want to live, and a parent was cool with it, this would not be a story to me. This will be an issue with some of y'all or some other people out there, some other podcasters, not me. If this child, if this adolescent, I was, I'm not too, I believe that it was between, the child is between the ages 9 and 13. I'm going to say 13. But if this teenager, young teen, were even come out at 13 or even come out at, you know, 18 and said, hey, dad, this is the life that I want to live. This will not be a discussion for me. Told y'all last week why I didn't. Why I didn't speak on Zia Wade. Zia Wade is at least, I personally feel, and this is just me, I personally, if, if, I, if I had children and my child was to say, this is how I feel, I would still encourage them. I would still support them, but I would still encourage them to wait until they're old enough to make said decision. Old enough being of age, 18, to make the decision of, I really want to transition. Hell, I'll even pay for all the procedures and surgeries and because that's what I, that's the type of father and parent I would be to my child if they were to say, I want to transition. But as long as you're in my house, as long as, you know, I'm still support you whether you're in my house or not. But the transition, at least for me, you know, the process cannot begin or should not begin until the child is 18. But I'm not Dwayne Wade. I'm not Gabriel Union. That child, Zia Wade is not under my household. Zia Wade is not my child. So Zia Wade at what, 13, 14 said, I want to transition and now is living the life of a girl. That's that's their business. They're meaning Zaya's parents and family. But again, as I mentioned last week as well, well, not even last, was it last week? I think it was last week. It was that last week. As I mentioned last week, I'm damn sure going to speak up for babies who can't even speak, who can't even vocalize, don't even know what transgenderism is. Don't even know their own their own gender that was assigned at birth. Well, it's all a, it's all a social construct. It's all a so. Then why would a parent identify their child as transgendered at birth? Why is that not an issue? But you say that calling a biological 
boy a boy at birth and a biological girl a girl. When I say biological, I mean like when they are birth, right? I'm not using it as a an insult or whatever, right? That's an issue. Or cisgender, right? That's an issue. Identifying a person's gender based off of their genitalia, right? And other scientific things, right? That's an issue with y'all when it comes to doing a boy and a girl. But a, pa- a parent says, nah, my child is transgender. I don't care what the science says. Even though I was screaming, trust the science when it came to the vaccines. When it comes to vaccines, I still scream that. But this is one of those situations where I'm not trusting the science. This this stuff is very infuriating. So I'm going to end off right here. We'll end off this topic. I still have more to talk about within this episode. So stay tuned. All right. So this next topic here, um, it's an unfortunate one where I'm talking about um, the murder of Felicia Johnson a young, beautiful 24-year-old black woman who was murdered in Houston, Texas. Um, You know, just unfortunate news, of course. Um, Just like the, or similar, let me just say, to the Shinquilla Robinson situation where she took a trip uh, where you have this woman who takes a trip and then ends up not returning home from said trip. Um, This is different, um, but that's the similarity. Felicia took a trip, but this was a solo trip uh, to Houston, Texas from her hometown of San Diego, California. She took a trip to Houston and her remains and body was found. Um, well, she, it was reported that she was missing of April of 2022. After her bloodied cell phone and purse were discovered near a community park in Houston, Texas. A year after that, um, her, her body uh, was found dismembered um, in Texas. And... At this time, the main killer killer was still at large. Um, by the way, I'm getting this information from a uh, shout out to this man, uh, Narvo No Cuts or Official Narvo on Twitter. Uh, he made a thread about this situation, and I'm here to uh, it's report on it, speak on it. Um, apologize but um i will hopefully remember to leave this thread in the description box below so you can check it out for yourself um once again shout out to official narvo for the for for the reporting of this because again this wasn't in the news that i saw at least 
Um, and now I don't watch the news, right? Um, but I frequent places where the news is on. And this was not, maybe I missed it by an hour. Maybe I missed it by a hair. Maybe it's, we don't care about black women, which tends to be the case um, within these news cycles, unless they want to make it a hashtag or whatever, right? And then they want to talk about it. There is a news reporting within the thread. Um, I'm not going to play the clip. Again, I want you all, if you want to listen to the news reporting, um, you you can go right ahead. Um, But I'm going to read a few of these tweets verbatim because they have to do with pretty much the news uh, of what happened. Um, Not pretty much it is the news of what happened with Felicia Johnson. And first of all, rest in peace to Felicia Johnson. If I didn't say that at the beginning, I want to make sure I say that at that. I say that now, right? Um, continue on with the reporting. A worker with the Texas Department of Transportation called police around noon on February seventh after discovering possible human bones in an area of the Sam Houston. National Forest near Flamingo Lakes and Highway 149, according to a press release, Montgomery County Sheriff's Office, right? Nets, police say Johnson was visiting Houston, Texas from her hometown of San Diego, California last year in search of work. Oh, I believe I thought it was a birthday trip. People reported in 2022 while in Houston, she applied for a job at a local exotic dancing venue. Felicia Johnson was reported missing on April 16th of last year after her bloodied cell phone and purse were discovered near a community park, according to a press release from the Houston police officer. Now, here's, a, here's where things get really crazy, right? Starting from here. Detectives later identified, and I'm likely going to mispronounce this man's name, so please excuse me. But they identified Shukweguba Noboto. How you spell it? C-H-U-K-W-U-E-B-U-K-A. That's his first name. Last name. N-W-O-B-O-D-O, 28 years old, as a suspect and charged him last June, June 9th, last June, June 9th of last year, with murder and tampering with evidence in connection with Johnson's death. Authorities say evidence shows that Noobodo, who, who remains at large, told you it's getting crazy, it's going to get crazier, picked up Johnson from a from an apartment complex and drove her to his apartment, where he allegedly killed and dismembered her. Before disposing of her body and personal items in an attempt to cover up the crime. According to the court documents obtained by Fox 26 Houston, Johnson Nuobodo, first communicated on Snapchat and Noobodo agreed to pay her five hundred for an in person five hundred dollars for an in person meeting. 
Following Johnson's disappearance, the suspect allegedly purchased a saw, trash bags, towels, and flash and a flashlight. What? Why? I'm gonna continue, but how's that an alleged? If they have the receipt, if the, he's on camera, if they found the evidence. I don't understand the hill. I know it's lawyer jargon, it's legal jargon, but that's like me, right? If I went out like the pizza I mentioned earlier. It would Ernest allegedly ordered pizza and then arrived at his home and I mean the pizza boxes are here. The receipt you can find that online, but you can find the receipt. There's nothing alleged about that. But anyways, I'll continue. So I'll read the the stuff that he allegedly bought again. Following the uh, Johnson's disappearance, the suspect allegedly purchased a saw. A trash trash bags, towels, and a flashlight. The outlets, the outlet reports Fox twenty six reports. Citing the charging documents, during a search of Noel Dobo NWO's car, police allegedly discovered latex gloves, and a kitchen knife and a shovel. Johnson's blood in the trunk and back seat. The charging documents allege blood found in the back seat, but it's still alleged. Man, you gotta love lawyer talk, huh? The woman's DNA was also found. Oh, obviously, the blood is her DNA, but there's more DNA than just blood samples. The woman's DNA was also found in his apartment. The charging documents allege, according to Fox 26 News, and I'm only laughing because this allege is just, it's out of, it's out of, it's crazy. A search of the suspect's internet history reveals that he allegedly Googled, allegedly again, but allegedly Googled how to be a serial killer. This man's a psycho. And how does one plan a murder without getting caught? He a dumbass, too, for Googling these things. The documents state per the outlet. Now, there are two TikTok videos. Um, yeah, two TikTok videos. I'm inclined to play them because I feel like uh, the woman shares the info that's probably not in here. But I'm going to continue reading and then I'll scroll back up and uh, play the videos for y'all. Uh, if the information that um, I heard about it, if she's if she covers it, covers it, and it's not in the written tweets, investigators said they found photos of a dismembered woman and three other dead bodies on Noah Bodo's phone, according to the outlet. That's the information I was I was uh looking for um when i first heard about this i was like hold on the evidence is on his phone and they still i don't want to give i don't want to give away the 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 end result of what happened with noboto or what didn't happen with noboto noboto right noboto was arrested on may 13th in connection with johnson's disappearance but was later released that's the thing I didn't want to spoil for y'all. 
He was later released. Internet searches can <laughs> These are his internet searches. This is another thing that he that was found on his internet browser, right? His alleged googling. Not only did he did he uh you know Google how to get away with murder pretty much and and how can he you know become a serial killer this is the stuff that he also googles can bleach destroy dna what does bleach do to blood most forested part of houston how to delete your history completely dumbass clearly didn't do it how to deal how to be a serial killer as i mentioned before and 15 cheapest places to live in the world this motherfucker not only is a he a cheap bitch. He he a psycho, but he a cheap bitch. He's like, if I'm gonna be on the run, I want to be somewhere where it's fucking cheap. Now, normally I celebrate cheapness. I celebrate people saving money, not for this nigga. And I'm cursing because I think it's warranted in this situation. I've been really good without with not cursing on the podcast, but yeah, it's very warranted for this piece of shit. 15 cheapest places to live in the world. Prison, nigga. That's number one on the fucking list. Yo, bitch ass. Or a grave. A grave. A grave is actually cheaper than prison. Prisoners actually still got to pay rent, y'all. Which is crazy. But a grave for your ass. You ain't got to pay to lay in the grave. No adobo. Nor whatever your name is. Anyways, there's another TikTok. There's a couple other TikTok videos I'm not going to play. Um, apparently, these are reports of Nuo Dobo, Nuo Bodo hiding. Apparently, these are reports of him hiding in Nigeria with family. So he was released. If y'all don't, if y'all didn't catch that, he was released. The information that I saw did not even state why he was released. The evidence was found not only in his house, on his phone, in his car. But since they don't give, they didn't give a reason. The Houston Police Department didn't give a reason as to why they didn't go forward with charges and 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 keep this man away from wherever he can hurt more people, especially more black women, since he's. Apparently back in Nigeria or in Nigeria where he can do this to more black women, you know, a country full of black women, or at least a good majority of the country being full of black women. Just anybody in general, I'm I'm not saying, uh, would you care if it was a white woman? Yes, I would. I'd still say this man is a sick man who even when I say abolish prisons uh some people just need to be locked away Noah Bodo is that but apparently this is a screenshot of you know uh what's going on apparently somebody named Ju N Nakupe is speaking to 
Ugachi, and I'm going to mess up everybody's name. I, I apologize. It's not on purpose. Trust me. Ugachi Iloka Kao. I know it sounds Spanish, but these are Nigerian names. I just make it sound Spanish for some reason. Oh, the man is on Facebook, too. Chuck Wabuke Shibundo Nuobodo. Y'all do what y'all want of that information. I didn't tell you to go dox him. I didn't tell you to go threaten him. I didn't tell you to do anything else. This is me protecting my ass now. Do not, do not go to this man's Facebook or try to find him and do anything that will make you want to go on a run and go back to your native country if your native country is not the United States. Don't do it. Now, if you end up doing it, the evidence is here of me telling you and you try to say that I told you or you heard about what happened on the Earnest Thoughts podcast and now you're trying to take me down. No, the evidence is here saying the host of the podcast is telling you to do not do it. This is not code word for anything. This is me telling you do not go out and do it. But I have no control over you. If you're just as crazy as Chuck Wabuko, Wabuke, I can't stop you. But don't do it. The guy, uh, Official Narvo, shares the man's Facebook, official Facebook page. Now here is um, a tweet from and in a video regarding uh, involving Felicia's dad, another video uh, involving Felicia's dad again. Uh, this is actually like the last reported tweet. The rest of the tweets in this thread are just, you know, opinions. Uh, official, <clears throat> official Narvo shares his point of view. Other people share their point of view as well. Um, everybody pretty much feels the same that I do. Not that it that matters, but if you just wanted to get it. and again, I'll try to remember to leave this thread in the in the uh, comment set. I mean, in the description box below, um, you can go check it out yourself if you want to read up on everything and watch all the videos. Um, but apparently, from this final tweet, it says Kevin <clears throat> Kevin Johnson, Felicia's father, says that the strip club she applied to work. She, she she applied to work at is very uncooperative with the information regarding his daughter's disappearance. The owners of this club have an extensive history of sex trafficking. I wish that was... I don't know if this, that, that part, that alleged part of the history of sex trafficking within the strip club... I don't know if that stuff was discovered before or after Johnson's death. If it was discovered after uh, Felicia Johnson's death, I mean, the club should be shut down, period. But I don't have much to say. But if if this information was, was, was... Like, people were privy to this information. 
especially her father. Now I'm not gonna speak and say, oh, he he's in the wrong or he should have did. All I'm saying is, again, and I'm not a, a father. I've been on here on on this podcast and talked about you know decisions I would have made or how I would have handled situations. Uh, people might say, well, you don't know you. You don't know. You don't know. If that information, hypothetically speaking, if said information about that strip club being suspect and it had and the owners or owner having a history of sex trafficking, folks, <laughs> I would do everything in my power to not allow Felicia to go work at said club. You know. Now again, if the information was found out after the, the 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 after her death, obviously the the father did not know about said information. So you can't really, I can't really. I'm not going to say something like, "Well, you should have stopped her. You should have." And I know people because I already know people are thinking this. She chose a quote unquote dangerous uh, life, being a stripper, right? Exotic dancer, stripper, whatever term you want to use. Entertainment dancer, entertainer, dancer, or entertainment, something. I heard some other, uh, uh, you know, word for pretty much stripper, and it had the word entertainment in it. It was something else after that. Uh, I don't think it was entertainment dancer, but it was something similar to that. Either or, women, men, whoever, people who want to strip doesn't mean that they deserve to die be murdered especially if she's just going there to make money she was looking for employment not to live the dangerous life and then there's going to be people that's going to be like well they the, he you know NWO that guy the guy who fled to Nigeria, he 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 paid five hundred dollars to meet her in private. You can assume it was sex or it was a private dance for five hundred dollars. To me, that's business. Even if it was for sex, so the hell what? Does that mean a lot of y'all be paying for sex too? And then y'all got the nerve to always try to, and I'd be actually paying for sex and not taking a woman on a date and claiming that's every man who does that is paying for sex. I mean, no, actively seeking a, 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 you know, a sex worker and paying for it. But these are the same people that get online and want to trash OnlyFans girls or trash strippers or trash, you know, that everything in that field sets work in general, but you're a customer of it. It's like a crackhead saying crack is whack, or a crackhead, or any type of drug abuser, even alcohol abuser, who is anti drugs. Get out of here. But her being in the field. And I got to say that because I know there are people out there who are thinking it. I know there are people out there who want to comment that. Her being in that field does not give Chuck Wabuka the right to do what he did to her. 
or alleged did to her. Even though the evidence is there, man. It doesn't. It, it, it doesn't. And the man got along, got got off, and he got away so long enough for him to allegedly make a trip back to Nigeria. And now he's hiding and staying with family. I don't, I don't, I don't see, I know family is family. But if Chuck, if Chuck, I'm going to just call him Chuck. I should have just started that from the jump. If Chuck was my family and I heard about this, I would not let him stay with me. I'm the I'm, I'm the type of person that will disown family for doing stuff that I morally do not agree with. Blood or not, if you do something that I think is absolutely wrong, now family tends to get a, a lot a, a little more leeway than your average Joe or Joanne out there. But there are some things, no matter who does it, blood or not is unforgivable or at least it's unrehensible to me to the point where I'm not going to defend that. If Chuck was my cousin, I don't, I don't, I, I was born in America. I don't, I don't know if I have Nigerian roots. I don't know. Nah, I don't know none of that. Right. I'm not, I don't have family in Nigeria. Right. And I don't know if I have any Nigerian roots, but if Chuck was my cousin, Right. Let's just say I was Nigerian in this situation. Chuck was my cousin. You're not staying here. What you're going to do is take your ass back to America and turn yourself in. That's what you're going to do. What you're going to do is confess to what you did. To the incompetent ass police officers who let you go. Because apparently. They saw nothing wrong, even though the evidence was there. Last point I'm going to make. I'm going I'm to. I'm since they didn't share. And I wanted to share this earlier, but I'm going to share it now. Since the police department, par- department out in Houston did not share why they released Chuck. I am going to come up with a reason as to to why I believe they released Chuck. If they get upset, you should have came up with a reason, motherfucker. Now, Felicia Johnson, rest in peace to her, is a black woman. As I've often spoke on this podcast before, when a black woman goes missing or murdered, there isn't. There, 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 there's really no care for it, you know? There's really no care about it. And I don't mean everybody. Obviously, I care. Obviously, the people who reported on this situation care. Obviously, her family, their families and stuff, and people who are str- <coughs> trying to seek justice care. I mean, there's no care from the people who have the power and the ability and the resources to actually get stuff done. The police department. Now, they're not the only people with the power and resources to find stuff and get stuff done. But they are the main ones. They are the ones that want people to contact them. 
whenever they are we are in in need of someone who has their power their 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 uh their resource but they don't care so with that factor being one of the reasons the other one being the sick reason of I believe they know Chuck Way is guilty. They know Chuck is guilty. And because he especially and they probably know that he's not right in the head as well. But they didn't lock him up because they're like he can He can continue to, he's going to continue to, he got away with murder this one time. He wants to be a serial killer. He's going to keep doing it again and again and again and again. I think the police, especially out there in Houston, are looking at it uh, um, from a self-serving standpoint. You let this murderous monster roam the streets, even though he's allegedly roaming the streets of Nigeria. Hopefully, Nigerian police department, police, I don't know. They're probably going to be like, that's America. That's a Akata land. He murdered in Akata. So, you know, we don't care about Akata women. So, we don't care. But let's just say he ends up mur- murdering a Nigerian woman, right? Hopefully, the police, if they are going to act on it, they do something. But Houston police was probably hoping that he'd continue to murder more, especially black women, but just murder more people in general. So they can fall back on this. See, this is why you need the police. You talk about abolish the police or defund the police. Without funding, we cannot get the chuckways, the chucks, right? Without, if you abolish us, Who's going to arrest Chuck Webber? So I feel like that plays, that also played a part as to why they released this dude. Because ain't no way in hell. Well, there that is a way in hell. You know what I'm saying? Ain't no way in heaven that this man, the evidence will be there right in front of everybody's faces, their faces especially. The first people, the first, the people who've seen the evidence the most in person. Ain't no way in heaven they saw that and they said, let him go. With, and without a, re, a good reason other than, well, he murdered a black woman. We don't care about them. And he's going to murder another black woman. He's going to murder more people. And we can, he will just get it to the point where he, you know, continues doing this. And it's going to make us look good because, again, <clears throat> we're just going to be like, this is why we need funding and this is why we need to exist. Because without us, without the power weapons or the, the, you know, the resources and blah, 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 the chucks of the world. And I mean the evil Chucks, the Chuck NWOs of the world will get away with what they're doing. It will be a lawless country. I love it. So I think those are the main reasons as to why 
main two reasons as to why they they released uh, Chuck and W.O. It's sickening and it's saddening at the end of the day. I think even if this was a white woman at first, like if Felicia Johnson was a white woman um, and this situation happened, I think the first white woman he would get away with killing, right? I still think it would apply. The only thing that wouldn't apply is um, the whole not caring about the woman's race. Because they do care about white women, you know? It's just they also care more about their their bottom line at the end of the day, their 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 way of life, their total existence. And if that means sacrificing at least one white woman to have this crazy killer on the streets so they can, again, go around and say this is why the police is needed, they will do that. I have no doubt in my mind. It's not even just Houston Police Department. It's here in Boston. Boston Police Department would do that. NYPD would do that. LAPD would do that. CPD would do that. Philly PD would do that. Portland PD would do that. Rhode Island PD would do that. New Jersey PD will do that. Washington DC PD will do that. Think of wherever state, wherever city in America, their PD will do that. So, once again, rest in peace to Felicia Johnson. This is a sick, 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 sick situation that unfortunately, <clears throat> I don't think it will end the way that we want uh, we wanted to end. We, as in the those of us who want justice for Felicia Johnson, I don't think it's going to end the way that we want it to end. Whether you want violence brought to Chuck and W.O. or whether you want actual legal justice, I don't think it's going to happen. Number one, again, he's allegedly back in Nigeria. I don't see any of them saying, you're going to pay for doing what you did to that woman, even if they know about it. I highly doubt the family's going to do anything about it simply because, and I want to know who's this individual who apparently knows where he's at and knows where he's hiding out at. And I wonder if they're going to do something about it. Because simply knowing that you got a a, 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 murderous, a, a murderous person, like that should put you on alert. That should make you fearful. I don't care if he murdered in Akata. The simple fact of the matter is this man wants to be a serial killer, not a a serial Akata killer, a serial killer, period, which means your Nigerian ass, another Nigerian ass, someone else's Nigerian ass. Your sister, your mother, your any female, possibly. Because I feel like his 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 main targeted victim are going to be women. Y'all are the targets of this man. So he can murder a black woman from America, but he didn't Google how to get away with murdering a black woman and a black American woman. 
He murdered how to get away with murder. He, he, he Googled how to get away with murder, how to become a serial killer, which is crazy because I feel like the moment someone Googles these things, and now this could be the only type of deep state <laughs> interference I would I actually want. But the moment someone tries, uh, someone actually Googles something like that, I think the FBI should be knocked down the doors. I think Google. The AI should trigger a a a uh, you know a warning to the FBI. If not an AI, the AI should trigger a warning to somebody over at Google. Then that person then goes contact the FBI and says, "Yo, we just got this question googled by Chuck N W O at this address." I think uh, this is pretty alarming stuff, don't you think? I think y'all should check that man out. That's the that's the that's that's at least the most deep state, uh, big government interference, if you want to call it that. That I would I would actually be for. But for him to even Google these things is crazy, and his dumb ass gonna Google uh, how to how to delete your history, and <laughs> didn't even do that successfully. But he did get away with murder successfully, unfortunately. And I don't think, and like I was saying before. I don't think the ending that we want from this situation, this is a story, a true story with a bad ending, in my opinion. There are stories with good endings, there's stories with bad endings, there's stories with, with, you know, just, it's not good or bad, I guess. But this is a story with a bad ending. I think Chuck NWO is getting away with this. Again, if he's actually in Nigeria, I highly doubt anybody's going to do anything about it. I highly doubt Nigerian police departments, they're not going to do anything unless he does something to one of them. They're going to be like, that's America's issue. He killed an American on American soil. That's their issue. And technically, they would be right, but come on. If you're supposedly a fighter for justice, it should be justice in general. You got a murderer walking amongst the great people of Nigeria and any one of them beautiful women down there could get got by this man. But that's just my thoughts. I hope I'm wrong. This is one of those situations where I'm like, I think he's going to get away with it and I hope I'm wrong. It's one of those situations where I make a prediction or I make a, you know, a uh, yeah, prediction, and I'm like, I want to be wrong about this, but I'm not going to lie and say that I'm not going to lie and not say what I truly feel to make myself or to make anybody else feel good. I truly feel he's gotten away with this, and it's very unfortunate. But I guess we will see. I guess we will see, you know? If any more news about this comes out, most definitely you will hear about it. We'll get into another commercial break and then we'll get into the final topic. Stay tuned. So what's up, y'all? So many of y'all already know that I have a lot more interest in politics and life and speaking with fellow writers and authors and just other people in other fields that I think are amazing. I have a love and interest for music as well. Now, I don't necessarily create music. Well, I do make beats. Y'all should check them out whenever I share them on social media. Follow me on Twitter, Facebook, all that. But I'm talking about a 
and dedicated podcast where I speak about music. So if you like my honest discussions about whatever I talk about here, you're going to love the honest discussions I have about music over at the My Two Cents podcast. That is a podcast I do, a weekly podcast. I've been doing it just as long as this podcast that you're listening to right now. The My Two Cents podcast can be found anywhere you're listening to this podcast. Go over, subscribe to My Two Cents podcast. That is the word My Two Cents is spelled numerically dollar sign zero dot zero two podcast right after that you'll be able to find it everywhere you're listening to this podcast once again go over subscribe to the my two cents podcast new episodes every monday just like this podcast now let's get back to the show All right, take two after recording this. I spent 37 37 minutes recording for this topic here. I thought I said some fire, but I don't want to spend another 37 minutes to record this. I just want to get this episode out, upload all that, get on to recording my next podcast, get that episode out, upload and all that, and enjoy the rest of my night. But I do got to say to anyone who is in crypto right now, it is your decision. Uh, I've talked about cryptocurrency before, right? And I talked to my crypto people before, Bitcoin, crypto, whatever you want to, if you want to separate the two, right? I've talked to y'all before. Recently was when I talked about how I'm getting off the crypto exchanges, right? Um, Which is pretty much kind of in a way banks for cryptocurrencies, right? Where you can store your crypto, right? Just like how banks is where you can store your money, right? I talked about how I was getting off of crypto, uh, you know, Coinbase and all the other exchanges um, and my reasoning. Well, now I'm telling y'all my reasoning for why I'm getting out of the banks. It could have been sweet. It could have been a situation where I just continued having a bank and because of that, they continue to have a customer if they just allowed me to use my right to practice what I want to do with my own money and buy my own, buy, buy, you know, buy what I, whatever I can with my money, legally, of course, right? So the other day, uh, banks, you, you know, banks are crashing and banks are just, you know, the banks are on fire right now, right? Hence why I have the title and whatever the thumbnail is going to be. I just might create it myself or, you know, I'll find a thumbnail that is very fitting that was already pre-made. But um, you see what's going on with the banks right now. I don't feel the need to break it down right now. I don't really have the patience. Um, The banks are listening and they are suppressing this. The reason why... This is take two. It's because Spotify, Spotify for podcasters, y'all are so, which used to be formerly known as Anchor, by the way, until they got bought off by Spotify. But Spotify, y'all are big enough to fix bug issues. This has been an issue that I've been having as a podcaster on Spotify for podcasters for quite some time now. 
where I would record a segment, anything, right? This this even happened to the previous two segments. And I would have to, the app will crash after I stop pressing play. And then you open up the app and then the data is like corrupted. So then you have to, you know, re-upload it again, as in you have to re, you know, hit the button. And then once it reloads again, it is generally fine. This time it did not work when I recorded this segment for the first time. So Spotify for podcasters, if you're listening, and I know you are, please fix the bug fixes that have been going on since the app was called Anchor. I appreciate the sponsorship that you all I have of this podcast. And also, the, I appreciate the sponsorship uh, that you, uh, you know, you put on my podcast, you know. But fix the bug issues, please. Anyways, you know, um, back to the topic at hand. The other day, I was DCAing dollar cost averaging. Um, you know, I try to do that every time I get paid, right? So every time I get paid, which is every week, I try to buy into either of the cryptocurrencies that certain cryptocurrencies I don't make purchases on, uh, but I do have because I obtain it for free. Uh, like BAT, basic attention token. I pretty much get that for free. So I don't make purchases on it, right? Um, but as far as Bitcoin and stuff, I don't get that for free and all the other cryptos I don't that I invest in, I don't get them for free. So there'll be times where it's like, you know, I want to make a purchase. I'm going to purchase whatever this other day. It happened to be Bitcoin, right? I tried to make a purchase. My not only was the purchase rejected, but the following day. They put a block on my card, the credit card that I tried to use to purchase said um, Bitcoin. They also <laughs> closed me out of my mobile banking account. Now, this is happening. All of that stuff happened after I spoke to a representative online because the moment the night before, when the moment that my purchase was rejected, I went online and I talked to a representative and I reached out to a representative, I was just saying, and let them know, hey, I tried to purchase Bitcoin and it was rejected. Just letting y'all know what's up. Is there is there a reason for this? Now, I knew this was going to happen. This was sort of, it was, this, this attempt was twofold. Number one, to obviously get my Bitcoin. Number two, to pretty much do an experiment to see what would happen right now since the banks are just going under and going crazy. And I really want to, I really wish I had the energy to, to be honest with y'all. I just might make that a video uh, because I went in on them motherfuckers, man. I had to curse again, but I went in on them, right? And on the whole situation, I just might make it a YouTube video. But I really don't have the energy right now, man. And I really need Spotify for podcasters to get their ish together with these bugs. So I don't have to record the same record 
half an hour to over almost an hour segments over again because their thing doesn't catch the recording the first time, right? Um, or it does catch it, but then it bugs out for some reason until you open up the app again and you hit upload and then it wants to upload it, right? Um, yeah, so I knew... Like I said, it was twofold. I knew I knew the purchase was not going to go through. But I also wanted to attempt to see if it would go through, obviously. I did that because that was going to be my test barometer to see if I was going to even stay in the banks or not, right? Stay with this bank's particular Santander bank. Or not. Now, for those who don't know what Santander Bank is, they used to be called Sovereign Bank back in the day. Then they changed to Santander. But whether it was Sovereign or Santander, um, they are a bank that can only be found, I think, in the northeastern part of the United States. I don't know if they have branches in New York, uh, but I do know in Massachusetts and Connecticut, they have branches. Uh, so... But it's primarily a bank that can be found in the northeastern part of the U.S. That is the second bank that I, well, the second bank account I've ever had in general, but they were my primary bank for the longest, right? My second bank that I have now is my primary bank, but Santander is still, but I've had Santander for the longest, if that makes sense. So the bank that I've had the longest is no longer my primary bank, meaning I don't have the most money in that bank account. It's in my other account, which is my aspiration bank account. That's my primary bank account now. But I've had Santander far longer than I had my aspiration account. I've only had my aspiration account, by the way, for about a few years or so now. I've had Santander for 10 plus years. So anyways, I knew they were going to reject it. But I also just wanted to see if if they were. I sent them a message saying, "Hey, this was this happened, right?" I didn't get a response until the morning after, and they're like, "We don't accept crypto payments." I left it at that. I didn't respond back. I didn't say "f y'all." I didn't. I just didn't respond back because um, I had a feeling that was the case. I had a feeling that right now, especially, they weren't going to allow. Uh, crypto payments, which I, I think that it's, it's illegal to even do that in the first place. I mean, but it just shows the bank's fear of what's going on right now, which I will talk more about in the video. I guess this, this technical difficulty was a blessing in disguise because it will just force me to make more YouTube videos, right? So I'll look at it that way. Um, but and that was that. And I, I didn't make a big fuss. I was my next move, which is still going to be my next move. My next move was going to be, hey, I am going to hit up my other bank and see what's up. Now, in the past. Sorry, I was yawning. But in the past, I tried making crypto pur purchases with my primary bank debit card. And they've denied it as well. And I'm pretty sure it's for the same reason. We're scared that you're, we're going to lose you to cryptocurrencies and everybody else is going to, you know, 
blah, blah, blah. They can incite things like it's it's fraud protection. And some of them may be, that may be some truth because there's a lot of frauds within the uh, crypto space. But so, so uh, there's a lot of frauds in the fiat space as well. So, yeah. Anyways, um, but I hit up my other bank and let them know, hey, I tried making crypto purchases in the past and uh, the purchases will not go through. That response was, you know, different. This response was, we're sorry this happened. You have to contact this number for further assistance between these hours. Now, that bank is in California, right? I think they have one or like three locations in California. Not really a big bank, um, but they're in California nonetheless. So it's a three-hour time difference, Um which is good for me because when they close, or I, I mean, when it's six, they close at six PT, which is nine PT my time, but they're only open Monday through Fridays. And uh, it's about to be the weekend, y'all. So, yeah. So I'm going to call them next week just so I can uh, get these purchases going I or see what what's what. But I say all that just to say that I will no longer be banking with Santander Bank. Period. They show me what moves, what 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 things are they willing to do, and I'll go over this more so in the video, and why I just don't trust banks and have issues with banks in general, but. They showed me what they're willing to do to protect their their own asses. I I didn't tell you the full story, so I want to tell you it here, not on the video. It wasn't. I had no problem with them just coming coming out straight up and saying we do not accept crypto purchases or authorize that. Right? Okay, cool. I left it at that. But I go to check my mobile app, right? Because I, I go in just to see that the purchase did not go through. Like they didn't take out the money, but they're claiming that they rejected it, although they took out the money, right? Because I know I didn't receive the Bitcoin. I went, I go to the app, try to open it up. I get the big red warning sign of you need to, I, you need to verify your identity and change your password, right? So I'm like... I just talked to these people and told them what I did. And yet they're trying to accuse, they're trying to suppress my purchase, still trying to make it create obstacles for me to not want to purchase Bitcoin as if I don't have another bank. <laughs> you know, uh, like they tried to do that by shutting down my mobile banking account, right? which is weird. So it's like, okay, let me just go through the process of verifying my identity and changing my password. I did that, boom, got into my account. Went in to go see what was what. No, I was not charged for the Bitcoin in the first place because that was the point of going in. I wasn't going in to complain or whatever. It was going in. Now, when I went in, I was like, if they're pulling out all these stops, I'm definitely leaving them. So 
I transferred all the money that was in my savings and added it to my checking. And the next stop is to go to the ATM and cash out. So there's that. But the next thing they do after that, after I get into my account or back into my account by actually verifying that I am who I am, they block the card that I tried to make the purchase with. And again, inciting some BS that it's it's fraud protection. After someone verified they are who they are and their verification was right, because obviously if it wasn't right and if you thought it was still suspicious, you wouldn't have allowed me back into my account. Even before then, I spoke to a representative who was able to identify I am a customer and then then gave me the answer to my question or answered my concern. So two verification processes. One, you verified in the morning. You and then you answer the question, but then you put a temporary shutdown on my account. I verified that I am who I am. You let me into my account, but then to stop me from making purchases or try to halt my purchase of Bitcoin or whatever, or try to scare me into thinking, oh my God, if I try this again, they're going to shut me down. No, nigga. I'm going to shut you down. I'm going to take my money out and then I'm going to shut you down. So I call them. This time it was hours later because all this was happening while I was at work, by the way. So I had to take care of the uh, situation with the mobile banking account. I had to take care of that when I was on my first break. So I did that. Boom. And, and my my breaks is usually, or at least, yeah, the breaks other than lunch is usually 15 minutes. That took me about a minute, <laughs> maybe even two, three at most. I did that, went through the verification boom, because it ain't nothing, ain't ain't nothing suspect over here. Like it's it is what it is, and you can't deny it. But after work, once I found that the card, I went to go look on that mobile app because I feel like it was just a bunch of things telling me something that's not right. Obviously, obviously the banks aren't right, but something was telling me check the status of the card. I check the status of the card. It says blocked. I say, okay, they really are pulling out all the stops to try to, again, stop me from buying Bitcoin, cryptocurrency in general, or trying to put fear in me and make me afraid of attempting to even, or thinking about making purchases. <laughs> they didn't either. Now they may have think, okay, He's not going to be able to buy Bitcoin, but I'm going to talk to my other bank. And if that doesn't go through for some reason, I will find a way, mother, because that's been my life. Me finding a way. Somebody or something getting in my way of me trying to advance myself, but I find a way through. It's been a constant theme of my life, and I will do it again. Now, 
They do that. I call them. I say, hey, I know exactly why you blocked my card. I know exactly why y'all uh, tried to shut down my, well, you temporarily shut down my access to my mobile uh, banking. I'm not here to try to start fights. I'm not here. I understand you all don't allow crypto payments. I'm not even going to ask y'all to authorize it because in the past they did so. Which is the weird thing about it. Like I said, I, I this isn't my first time making a purchase. I've purchased Bitcoin. I've purchased cryptocurrencies in general. The stuff that I don't earn for free, I purchase to add on to my investments. I've done it before. It's what I'm saying. But now, especially during this time, of course, they're going to take on this. We don't, we don't allow that. Which, like I said, it's illegal. I think it's very illegal for them to do that. But you know what? You don't have to stay at these banks. No one is forcing you to stay at these banks. And just like I got a preference this, like I did with the stay off the exchanges uh, to the crypto crew, people out there. One, it's this is not financial advice. This is me detailing what I personally have gone through and saying, listen, you decide what you want to do. You decide what you want to do based off of someone's real life experience. That's number one. Number two, when I say I am off the exchanges, when I say I am off the, like I said, with Coinbase, I still have an account with them. I just have some of the most pointless altcoins (laughs) just sitting there. With Santander Bank, I have, what, $20 in my, in my, uh, it's $20.18. All the other stuff either got transferred to my other bank, which they didn't stop those moves, or got taken out. And I have legit, like, maybe like $20.18 left in there. I'm going to take out $20 and leave the $0.18 in there. <laughs> or just completely shut it down. Who knows? And you let them keep that $0.18 or whatever the case is. But they're not keeping that $20. Um, when I say that, I say that with this idea that I... Twofold. One, I really am off certain exchanges, though. Or certain banks, Right? But there are some that still have my, I still have an account with, but I have little to nothing inside of it. And that is done purposely. So that's what I mean. And again, just to reiterate, it is, it is not financial advice. It's, this is what I'm going through right now. Well, this is what I experienced due to this thing. And you make an inform. I, I want you to make an informed decision based off of how you feel like you should move and take what I've been through into consideration. If you don't want your bank to freeze your accounts or temporarily uh, put a hold on your account or block your cards, make a decision that's going to protect you from that. If you have a bank and you trust that they won't pull no stunts like that, by all means, do what you feel you must do or, you know, if you want to stay with them, stay with them. 
Don't feel the need to recommend to the only recommendation that I want right now within this this topic is I want anyone who knows of any crypto friendly banks to please recommend me some. If if you're aware of that, please recommend. I know there are some that are going that are in hot water right now. The one that, that I I just need one that is trustworthy. One that is trustworthy. I don't. It doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be popular. Obviously, it has to operate in the United States or at least be able to uh, service U.S. people, even if their homeland is elsewhere. Right? You know, uh, because I'm in the United States, <laughs> so that's the only way it will work. Um, but that's the only recommendation I want from y'all. Um, I don't want any recommendations of actual, like, you should switch to Chase. You should switch to Bank of America. You should, nah. I'm done with all of them. Never really had trust in banks. <laughs> Never liked the idea. Even as a kid, I was like, hold on. So you got to pay to hold your money in this place? It just makes no sense. Now, this is before, like, debit cards and and credit cards and electronic money. I was always like, why would I pay somebody to hold my money when I can hold my money for free in my (laughs) shoebox? You know what I'm saying? Yes, I was a shoebox boy. You know, you, you, you probably thought I was selling stuff. But I wasn't selling stuff. I was just saving that money let me get out of here, though. That you know, like I said, I'll detail the rest in the video, but I did want to at least try to give it another try before I waste another half an hour or more, um, because podcasts, Spotify for podcasts, is bugify for podcasts. So, with that being said, thank you for listening. Please give this this podcast a rating if you are. Wherever you're listening to this, and if you can rate, subscribe. If you're not subscribed, share this episode, comment if you'd like, all that good stuff. Check the links in the description box below. Stay black if you are black. Stay beautiful. Black lives matter. LGBTQIA plus lives matter. Black trans women matter. Black trans men matter. Black women matter. Black men matter. Black children matter. Rest in peace once again to Felicia Johnson. And I'm out. Peace. Fuck banks.